0: Get live TV and streaming apps together without a satellite. Visit directtv.com. Requires high-speed internet-connected Gemini device and separate paid subscription to watch Netflix on TV. Terms and restrictions apply.
1: This is the Civilized Barking Podcast with Zach Jackson. Well, it's the rare victory Friday for the Cleveland Browns. This is the Civilized Barking Podcast. Zach Jackson, Jason Lloyd. um, On no sleep, on adrenaline, it's fine. We tried to do our normal post-game podcast about two hours after the Browns beat the Steelers. I had a technical issue. Not me, a piece of equipment, whatever. Um, Kill me if you want. That's fine. Jason, um, there's a lot of layers to this, and I want to get to them all. But, I mean, I want to start in the bigger picture and in the positives. Any win over the Pittsburgh Steelers is a big deal, you know, to really not have a great first half with the exception of a handful of offensive plays um, and certainly not defense and turn it around and win is a big deal. And we know the shape of things here. Um, a we didn't have a lot of trust in the quarterback of the moment. <laughs> he's, he's playing great. And B you know your path is like 4 and 2 in the division at minimum. And so to start one and no in the division. Um, hangover or no hangover, Jets game or no Jets game. Is where this team needed to be. So the season is alive as of Friday morning week 3 in the books for the Browns just starting for everyone else. But all things considered 2 and 1 ain't bad and you know you you crossed a not a huge hurdle I don't think but a significant hurdle um, you know, nine or so hours ago.
2: Yeah, obviously, I, I think the short turnaround was was helpful. You know, defensively they got together, they spoke, they cleaned up some of the issues that they were having. Obviously, uh, no big plays allowed on the defensive end. The longest play given up wasn't really a busted coverage. It was George Pickens is a hell of a receiver, and he's going to be a problem for, for a long, long time. I think once he sort of figures out and figures out the league a little bit, uh, you know. Zach before the year I I wasn't ready to write off the Steelers and I said the Steelers are still the Steelers and if you dismiss them, you're doing it at your own peril. But boy, those were not the Steelers uh <laughs> last night that I remember. And obviously the TJ Wide injury is huge for them defensively. Um Mitch Trubisky's not a good quarterback. Sorry, the Trubisky's a mentor if you're listening. He's not a good NFL quarterback. We're not big in Minner. We're, we're bigger like South and over on your side of town. We're not big in Minner
1: anyway. Good, so. good.
2: Well, <laughs> good. Hopefully, hopefully they won't hear this. I, I don't want to <laughs> offend them. Uh, but, it, you know, they needed a win. It didn't matter who they were playing. The fact that they were playing the Steelers makes it better. This whole division, Zach, I'm really just curious to see how this thing shakes out. The Bengals haven't won a game yet. The Ravens collapsed just as, almost as badly as the Browns did last week. And the Steelers right now are kind of a mess. And so for all the problems, Sunday against the Jets, you know, after the loss to the Jets, I said they're a 58-yard field goal away from being 0-2. And now you look at it and say, well, they were a horrible collapse that should never happen and will probably never happen again away from being 3-0. and They had to get off to a fast start. We knew that. Jacoby Brissett has been fantastic. Uh, but, you know, we, we knew he had to play well these first four games. I'm happy to give him his flowers, but at the same time, I look at the rest of the schedule and say, okay, check back in week seven, eight, nine, and let's see how Jacoby Brissett is playing. But to this point, so far, so good. Yeah. Uh, any rational person would say that and any rational person would give
1: him his flowers specifically for the last two games. Right. Uh, and, and I think it's really important to notice that the coach has gained trust in him too. Oh yeah. And, you know, this is still a running team, right? Uh, And this is still a throw it to Amari Cooper. And I thought there were a couple of times that I said to you when they broke the huddle, they're going to throw it to Amari Cooper. And the Steelers weren't aware of that. Right. But they did get Njoku involved in a big way. I felt like they started out force feeding him and they're like, oh, my gosh, he can win this matchup every time. And he did. And he caught it. Right. Um, The line's always going to be fine. And the truth is winning that must win game just means you have to win another one next Sunday in Atlanta because you have to be three and one. (laughs) Uh, with, with this outfit and this this gift you got from the schedule makers, the Steelers were asking to be to have the door slammed on them, and Nick Chubb and the offensive line did it right. So, uh, I don't know what was going on with the Browns' defense in the first half. It wasn't huge communication busts, big play busts. There were guys scrambling around. Uh, they were getting beaten up up front, where they really missed and Clowney, and you know, coming out, their top two linebackers have injuries. I think Anthony Walker is certainly a significant injury. You hope uh, that it's a four- to six-weeker and not the season. I don't know on JOK as we record this. We're still about three hours from hearing from the coach. But, um, you know, where the line is always going to be fine, I I think fans were still wearing their scars from the Jets game. But the truth is you have to win the fourth quarters. And the Browns are built to do it, and their blueprint to do it is just use those backs. Um, You know, it was one more than the other last night. But um, anytime you have an 11-play drive for 80 yards and a touchdown in the fourth quarter, and 10 of those are runs, you're flexing your muscle and you're saying, um, we trust whether it's, we need three yards or one yard, and at times in that drive, they needed both of them. We trust our O-line and backs to get it, and uh, that's just just super impressive, physically dominant football.
0: Looking for an assist with your credit card, but can't get a hold of anyone?
2: Uh, fourth quarter defense, I think the Browns allowed 62 yards and the one touchdown. Um, there was tense moments. Of course, it came down to a one score onside kick again, Zach. They didn't block it correctly again. I don't know how that happens two weeks in a row. Uh, if you want to go back and watch the, the, the tape on it, you know, I think I mentioned this before Tyrus Powell has become a buddy of mine. Um. And we do the ultimate Cleveland sports show together. And Tyrus did just a fantastic job this week of breaking down special teams and blocking schemes. And how you hit the number one guy you have to block is the outside guy. That you, no matter what else happens, you have to block that guy. And that's who JOK failed to block on Sunday. And that's why the Jets recovered the kick. And I can't remember now off the top of my head who it was, but they left George Pickens uncovered on that play as well. It didn't burn him as badly because. Pickens was offsides, and the Browns. I think it was Schwartz was able to knock the ball out of bounds. Uh, but the fact that they still couldn't line up and block correctly on an onside kick two weeks in a row, I'm a little concerned about that. So there are still certainly things to clean up, things to look at. Um, but I was pleased overall with the with the defensive effort. They played more man. It seemed they sure if it did. Yeah. Zone. yeah, and yeah. I don't know if that was schematic. I don't know if that was. It's the Steelers. They told, you You pointed this out, they told Denzel Ward, you have Deontay Johnson all night, wherever he goes. And Denzel didn't exactly shut down Deontay Johnson. He had more catches and more yards last night than he had in either weeks one or week two. They did keep him out of the end zone. They huddled more as an 11-man group, more hand signals, not a ton, but a little bit more signaling on the back end. They did communicate a little bit better. Uh, You know, I was talking to someone who's part of the players-only meeting, and You know, it's funny. I talked to a couple people last night. One person said too much was made of that player's only meeting. It's overblown. There's already been too much written about it. And talked to someone else who said, you know, it was kind of just a necessary area to the grievances. Let's get it all out now before guys start whispering, talking behind each other's back. Let's just come together as a group and let's just get it all out. And uh, I don't know everyone who spoke. I know Anthony Walker spoke, JOK spoke, Miles spoke. Uh, I think JJ three spoke and, and, and some others and everybody just sort of got it out, cleaned it up, went about their business uh, and, and played significantly better last night. Still some, some things you don't want to see. They moved the ball really well on that, on the, the field goal drive. It seemed they had a fourth and inches. The Steelers could have gone for it elected. They needed two scorers elected to go ahead and kick it. Um, So better still can get even better but better last night certainly than what we saw in either the first two weeks and fourth quarters.
1: Yeah, no doubt. Um, I think both can be true, Jason. I think you can say, and I say it with a level of confidence, that the player is only meeting um, the attention that it got anyway because I wasn't in it, um, was overblown. Yet, I think it's a fair assumption if you followed this team, whether you've been in the locker room from time to time or not, to worry if there's a level of fragility here and a level of immaturity or me first kind of stuff that's been known to go on that can crack a season, especially when you're in um, a not much margin, right? As, as you figure some things out and, and need to win a certain amount of games in a certain amount of time, right? Um, so I think both of those can be true. I just think they needed to find a way to, to win that game, and they did. and. um you know the way Brissett has played, the way they just seem to run behind Joel Batonio in every big moment and get it right, and the way they've been able to mix it up couldn't get couldn't communicate for shit in zone. Let's just go man him up, right?
2: Um, we know I we're ask not... you that the 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 man thing is that you think that was the Steelers' personality. You think it was all the breakdowns they had the first. I think games? it's both. I think it's both, but I think it's a way
1: of saying, hey, let's just go do this, right? Let let's put less on our safeties and on the other thing, we, we have these corners who are really gifted and we're playing against Mitch and let's, let's do it. I mean, twice, I thought on third and manageables in a time the Steelers chose to throw long. Right. And that's because the read, that's the read they got against man defense and the one Deontay just dropped not, I'm not saying it was an easy catch, but he, he's got to catch that a player of his caliber and the one, you know, Denzel's blanketing him. There's a small window to make that play, and the ball's not in that window. The defense is good, and and I think that they, <clears throat> certainly in the previous week, but in the fourth quarter of of week one too, they play zone in that situation. They give up a six yard catch. The drive extends, and you never know, right? That's just yeah. that's just this
2: league. So, um, one defensive player told me last night, every time they were in single high safety, the Steelers took a deep shot on them. I wonder if that's something that will continue. Oh no There's doubt, no doubt. Because listen, in, in that
1: situation, you, you know your goal, you're cramming a hundred hour weeks on the film, but the way it gets translated to the players in the huddle is, you know, a couple think, couple tells we get, and based on what we've seen on that film, if they show us this, we can get, we can get this. You know, that's just what the offense is thinking. Yeah, right. So, um, a couple more big picture things like, this is low bar stuff, but this is. Uh, <laughs> So Fancy's 13 and six at home, and he's beaten the Steelers more than any other coach. Right? And so that's not parade, and that's not the Browns have won the amount of games they need to win, or or you know, they've beaten the Chargers or the Ravens, something they're gonna probably have to do along the way, right? The Dolphins, I guess you'd throw in that bucket, but there's progress here. This offense, the designs are great. The way they are taking. Um, somewhat limited resources and dressing it up with the extra tight ends. And, you know, the other guy comes in, Froholt comes in and plays fullback, but they're moving people around. They're shuffling personnel in and out. They're keeping the defense on its toes. I mean, Cam Hayward, the Steelers' defense is not the same without T.J. Watt. Did you hear Minka's name much other than that first um, play where Chubb tries touchdown
2: plays? saving tackle. Yeah. Right. No. no, No, you didn't.
1: They're mixing it up. They kept him back. You know, you, they, they kept him playing free safety where you know where he is and he hurts you a lot. He's still an incredible player, a Canton player probably. But he's, he hurts you a lot less when he's lining up 12 yards and has to wait on you rather than him picking his spots, you know. And so that was I, – I just think it's been real good there. Um, let's be honest. There is an alternate universe where a couple things go the other way and the defensive coordinator and special teams coach are on the hot seat. and they, And they still are right there's things to clean up and if anthony walker and jok miss any time um you know jacob phillips is a freak athlete we saw that the way he closed last night he's he's not really played full-time football (laughs) you know he's 23 years old so he's very few guys are jok and walker um, mentality and instincts wise right um but you know that that's a difficult one so we'll see you know, does Clowney have a high ankle sprain? Is it a medium ankle sprain? Can he get back in 10 days? You sure need him. You're sure a
2: different defense with him. So I just think. Where was, where, where was 95 last night? Like did Miles, did I, I remember one quarterback hit. I was trying to look up his stats real quick. Two tackles and a quarterback hit. That's it. And he had one tackle last week it was a sack. Yeah, it Is was a quiet t- first half. Um, I think some of it was the entire
1: line got pushed around. There were there were multiple times I looked, and he definitely got double-chipped. Uh, I mean, the Steelers aligned for it. They Friermuth didn't have a target. I guess he had one target. We looked at
0: Friermuth. Yeah, neither
1: one of us remembered it. Right? But what I saw they were doing is they were playing the big tight end gentry, and they were basically – he was there to block miles. Friermuth spent much of the first half standing and watching. Um, the big tight end was to to help with Miles, whether he was doubling him or take him and have the back come help. They sprinted out away from Miles. Uh, I'm not saying Miles had a great game, and I think Miles was dealing with a pretty significant injury. I, I don't want to say significant in terms of I you know he's not going to play the next game, but I think um, he probably you know was not going to be 100% in any circumstance uh, on a Thursday night game. So yeah, it's a fair question because. Like I said, it was not Denzel Ward's finest performance either, <laughs> you know. Um, this defense has a long way to go. This offense has has done what it wants and needs to do by adding subtle wrinkles, by mixing personnel, and as we said by the quarterback, playing better than we thought, right? Oh, the stat that Amari Cooper is the first Browns receiver to have back-to-back 100-yard games since 2013, that is staggering. Staggering. not a very high bar. No. Um, but for Amari Cooper to have that game on the same night that Njoku had that game, nine catches, 89 yards, you know, it, it wasn't the sizzle of the Chargers game last year, but it was his best game product productivity wise. And he caught everything they threw to him. They saw they could get him in the middle and whether they thought it was mismatches or just creating space, they got him there. Now, after the Chargers game last year, he didn't have nine catches again till Thanksgiving, nine t- catches in total till Thanksgiving. I'm not poo-pooing it. I'm saying I I think it's progress that they saw something early and they kept going to it. I mean, you know, even when Amari gets targeted nine times, Jason, there's usually some circumstance they had to throw a bunch or a few of them Or like the Browns just kept saying this guy's open and if he's going to catch it, like this is why they paid him, right? Like let's see you put it all together. So um, screen game to hunt, flea flicker screen pass, Using Hunt at the goal, like they got, I'm sure there were a couple things left, left in the playbook. And, and then in the fourth quarter, you, you know, it was dictated by you were mostly running. But I got to feel like when the offensive staff goes over everything, they got to be like, hey, we we had a good plan. And a lot of it went according to plan. And we had guys really step up and, and help make it go.
2: Nine catches, 89 yards from Najoku in the touchdown. Mari Cooper, seven catches, 101 yards in a touchdown. Jacoby Bissett, we've kind of talked around the edges of it 21 to 31, 220 yards, two touchdowns, quarterback rating of 109.6. He put together two really, really good games. Uh, Zach, I thought last week against the Jets, the last minute, last second interception notwithstanding, I thought that was the best he could play. And he was as good, I don't know. Was he better last night? Does it matter? Uh, he was back in that tier again. Yeah. And he's not an elite NFL quarterback. He's never going to be an elite NFL quarterback. But for what for what he can give you, Kevin Stefanski has maximized him to the nth degree. Um, you know, I said it before. I thought, it's funny. <laughs> I should tell this story now. Uh, I told you Tuesday we're in the locker room, and I was pretty vocal all summer after the Watson suspension was changed to 11 games that I think they need to go get Jimmy G and all along when I was making that argument, my argument was four weeks, five and on, or weeks, you know, 10 through or, or nine through uh, 12 or whatever, when the schedule really tightens, you know, I thought Jacoby for the first four or five, six games would be fine. He's good enough, but it's the fact that the suspension was so much longer than everyone anticipated. They should go get Jimmy wrote it said it on this podcast said it on tv and so tuesday we're in the locker room and jacoby Brissett's now standing six feet from me and so am i supposed to pretend like i didn't say that so i went up to him and introduced myself first time i ever talked to him and said hey jason Lloyd with the athletic i wrote some pretty mean things about you over the summer and you shut me up like you played great this is after the jets game and he kind of laughed he's like yeah i don't know what you're talking about i didn't see it i didn't read it so that tells you what it means to me and so he took it well uh, it was just that he's like, I'll, you know, I'll rem- I remember you. I'll be looking for you next time. And he said it and half in a probably half-joking, half-serious way. But that's just, you know, that's just who Jacoby is. And he doesn't let that stuff affect him, doesn't let it bother him. And, um, you know, you can see the traits and why they felt comfortable sticking with him, even though the suspension was 11 games. But, and, and again, I'll just repeat what I said earlier. Give him his flowers for the last two weeks. He has been wonderful. He's been exactly what they need but I'm not ready to, to declare this was the right way to go until we see what he does against some, some significantly yes. better defenses and significantly better teams. Okay.
1: Well, I, I agree almost a hundred percent with what you said there. Um, the right way to go was the only way to go was to be three and one in the first four, right? However it went and you yeah. never know, <laughs> like right? We, week, week ones at any level, you just don't know. Um, uh, So they get the next one. That's great. They're on the track. Uh, I don't think he played as well. You know, I think he made a a good number of big-time throws again. But to me, the no turnovers and the clear confidence from sideline to huddle and vice versa, and that he gets the sneaks, he makes the third down throws, they're telling him clearly we're going to have a matchup we like in the middle, and the ball's going there once, twice, six times, right? Like – that's that's good stuff. Um, and another thing that I'm going to say, and I promise I'm not picking on this person, um, but I mentioned words like fragility and immaturity later, and I truly believe this is not a tiny thing. Last year they played on Thursday night. Starting quarterback couldn't go. Case Keenum had to come in. You're right They were sharp. It was a great offensive game plan. They held on for dear life at the end. They won the game. There was not... The quarterback that lived on social media did not take two minutes to go on Instagram and say, proud of my guys tonight. Thank you. Fans can't wait to get back last night after the game. What was Jacoby Brissett doing wearing an homage shirt with his guards on it? That matters in that locker room. I'm telling you guys, I'm telling you, and it's, I won't spend one more second evaluating how much it meant versus the events of exactly a year ago in that situation. But I'm telling you that matters. And maybe that trust and confidence is only one bad game or even one bad throwaway. We don't know that, but that shit matters. And I asked-they respect them. Yes, yes. I asked Joel last night something to the effect of: given all that went on, was there a moment Jacoby had to prove to you guys or had to be introduced to you guys, you know, all, all the way they chose to handle this? And he said, not really. He said he thought throughout the summer, that both Deshaun and Jacoby brought an incredible level of professionalism every day in what were admittedly odd, odd and uncertain circumstances. And he said, and so what Jacoby does is works his ass off every day, gets in the huddle, deflects all the praise from himself, gives it to his guys, and he's played two games that makes them believe. And so, you know, two and one right now. I know you're sick about three and zero. If you're listening to this, not being three and zero. If you're listening to this podcast, and I get it. And the Lions are going to continue to be fine. But 2-1 and one ain't bad. And the one that was necessary, um, again, was, was ended up being a strong performance. I thought it was a shitty first-half performance, like I said, with the exception of about six offensive plays. And um, really strong in the second half. So the Browns should be excited heading into a little mini vacation that will be good for the, the physical and the mental health of the team.
2: Jump 23 carries 113 yards. His carries <clears throat> have gone up a tick, it feels like. Not surprisingly, this year, scored the one touchdown. Uh, Kareem, 12 carries, 47 yards. Are we missing anything big here? I'm, tra- I'm trying to scan the stats. No, I mean, all, you know,
1: almost all the passes went two places. And because most of them were completed, specifically some big ones, that's fine. <laughs> you know? Um, Kareem was Kareem without actually crossing the goal line. He, he got close. You know, they're riding Chubb. Um, two straight weeks, the the – The variety in the run game, the getting the run, the getting the yards when everybody knows it's coming and following Betonio in all the big spots that works. Like it's good to have a formula. (laughs) It is. So, uh, you know, this defense needs Clowney and Miles to be healthy. Uh, You you know, obvious concerns because it's not only the two linebackers, but it's starting defensive tackle Taven Bryan also had an injury. And, And again, as we record, we don't know here. We know a little bit on Anthony Walker just on how he was not only taken off the field, but the humongous brace that was on his leg as he was being taken out of the stadium last night. Um,
2: Yeah, he left on crutches last night. I saw him in the locker room after the game. And that's a a super mobilizer.
1: Yeah, and that's a super important dude, Um, not just on Sundays at 1, right? So we'll see. Um, Let me say this. It was Anthony Walker who was saying, I've seen Jacoby Brissett win. I've seen Jacoby Brissett go in a locker room and say, Hey guys, we, we can do this. We can find a way, you know, let's, let's ride. And I was nodding along and rolling the shit out of my eyes, not in front of him, obviously. <laughs> right. <laughs> so, you know, we're out of an 11 game journey or out of a long journey, however you want to measure it, you're only three steps in and it's still only September. Um, so don't sprain a ligament, jump into any conclusions, but I just think, in the offensive meetings before the coaches get a day and a half or so off. I think they got to be pretty pleased
2: and pretty energized uh, to get ready for the next one. little mini break guys got the weekend off. Uh, I was talking to John Johnson last night after the game, he was supposed to go to Puerto Rico. Puerto Rico is underwater and without power. So he's spending the weekend in Orlando, Florida. It's not exactly Puerto Rico, uh, (laughs) but he's, was looking forward to a couple of days away. Sounds like a couple of different guys were getting away, getting a few days themselves. Um, talked to someone who said, like, this comes at a good time. Just training camp was so, I don't know if stressful is the right. But yeah, I guess stressful. There was just so much, so much on these guys with, with the Deshaun Watson stuff hanging over them. Yeah. And just the uncertainty of everything. It's good to get this little mini buy early on. Give them a couple of days to get away. And then come back and have the bye week. And then, you know, the hope, of course, is that you're playing meaningful football games down the stretch in December. So a couple of people I talked to were really happy with where this fell, being this early on this Thursday night and being able to have a weekend and just sort of catch their breath and get away from it for a little bit. Yeah, they get away.
1: um, They basically end up getting an extra practice out of the deal and like an actual practice where they work on what they need to work on, not game planning, not doing maintenance because you just – you had to play twice in four days, right? Or you come out and the team you played before is completely different schematically than the team you played the previous week. Like, they get some time to evaluate themselves. They have clear grow, growing to do. They, they rest the guys who they're going to need to ride, and they go on the road where, for a game they can win and they need to win. So, um, yeah, uh, I mean, be happy and enjoy it. It's a miserable weekend to be a Bengals fan, a Panthers fan, right? A Steelers fan, even though they don't play. Uh, this isn't a must-win game for the Ravens, but things get awfully uncomfortable there if they don't beat Matt Jones this week, right? So, yep. um, yeah, the, the Browns will take where they are, you know, which is first place. Um, I don't even like football, Jason, but I'm going to go down to Columbus on Saturday. You're I'm going to watch some the games on Sunday. <laughs> Uh, So, guys, we'll do at least one podcast next week, maybe two. Talked about some things we're going to write. Enjoy it. Uh, If if you've been on this Browns ride and you're listening to this, you don't take Steelers wins for granted. You don't need me to tell you that. But I just think in in a fine line, high-pressure environment, to end up on the right side of it, you can't feel anything but happy. And and we'll see what happens a week from Sunday. So, that's it. Thanks for listening to Civilized Parking.